Welcome to Episode Party, the podcast where myself and Freddie Harrison... Freddie, hello. 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 Oh, and I'm Jack Tudor, by the way. Me and Freddie Harrison speak with a special guest about an array of podcasts and we decide whether or not we like them and invariably we do. Um, Our guest this week (laughs) is Lucia Chung. Hello, Lucia. Hello. Uh, Lucia. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You are welcome. Lucia runs an excellent record label called SMLL. Is that the, that's the public facing pronunciation, isn't it, Lucia? Um, Yes, I think we have (laughs) finalised it. It's SMLL. And it's wonderful. And also an event series called Happened. Again, that's the pronunciation. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Amazing. If we were a more professional podcast, all of this would have been sorted pre-record, but we're not. So this week we've got three podcasts. Uh, each of us have recommended one and then shared it with the other two. And now we've all convened here today to have a lovely chat about it. We're going to start with Freddie Harrison. Freddie, would you like to introduce your suggestion? Yeah, this is exciting. I think this is probably the first time, or maybe the second time in the history of Episode Party that I've started, so uh, no pressure. Okay, (laughs) Um, so I recommended The Memory Palace uh, this week, um, which I've been listening to for almost as long as I've been listening to podcasts. They're always relatively short, um, and I think most of them are based on fact. I haven't listened to one yet that I think has been fictional. And uh, the the host Nate DeMeo has this excellent voice. It's it's just it's just very relaxing and soothing to listen to, and the kind of and and his like style of storytelling is is just quite something. It's 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 really beautiful to listen to, and uh, to me it's kind of like a bedtime story. Um, as a kid, I used to I used to get my like parents to read me pages of the encyclopedia in in bed because I wasn't really one for like fictional stories. Um, <laughs> nerd. Um, and, uh, and and to me, this is kind of like the equivalent of it because it, these are these kind of beautiful historical factual tales that are told like fables and 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 they're, they're told in this kind of beautiful way by a man with a really beautiful voice and it's just a, just just a real pleasure to listen to. I kind of have heard rumours that uh, Roman Mars of ninety nine percent invisible fame uh, kind of got his kind of legendary intro from Nate DeMeo who also does the whole ah. this is Memory Palace I'm Nate DeMeo kind of introduces the title of the podcast and then his own name straight after and they, they actually have kind of similar similar ish voices and to be honest it's one of these things where I think we've we've discussed in previous uh, episodes of episode party that I've kind of got like a monkey brain and I need to like have lots of kind of crazy production different sounds going on in order to keep me entertained but I think somewhere between the kind of short length of these particular episodes of of a memory palace and and just the the, the arresting kind of nature of Nate DeMeo and his storytelling style I'm like utterly fascinated by every every episode that I listen to um 
the episode I've kind of recommended, I mean, I could have recommended any of them. I, I, maybe that's going to become a cliche at some point of episode party, but y- y- I could have done. But I feel like this one in particular was just a really nice, interesting story that I, I didn't know about. And I guess when I was coming to recommend, it kind of stuck in my mind because I've recently seen Hidden Figures, um, the film, and it kind of has some parallels with that. So... Yeah, and I just I just found it an interesting story, and 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 like I say, it's the kind of thing that it's the kind of podcast that I can happily like not drift off to as such, not fall asleep to because it's too interesting to fall asleep to it. But it's the kind of nice calming end to the day tale. Um, Jack, I kind of want to know your thoughts because thinking about that, I. I know that you listen to kind of audio before you go to sleep. You listen to the Archers, um, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. How do you feel about it as a as a podcast? Do, do you think that's a fair assessment of me that it's the kind of podcast that you can fall asleep to? Oh, totally. I mean, those who listen to the Archers will be well aware that there is no episode on a Saturday. So if I am stranded and without <laughs> my precious Ambridge to turn to on the weekend, I will often put on a memory palace and Lizzie as well is quite interested in memory palace and and enjoys it and I love it I think it's great I think definitely there is the parallel with 99% invisible which seems to be getting a lot of mentions recently on this podcast we'll have to actually cover it properly at some point but the production style is very 99% invisible in that it's kind of charming things told in a charming way um so the one that you talked about freds the one that you recommended called Four Hundred Thousand stars i believe about yes the female assistants in a 19th century uh astronomical observatory is really nice there's a bit where it kind of turns to highlight the fact that they really weren't paid that much and there was probably an element of exploitation but ultimately the crux of the podcast is a sort of you know it's really uh, admiring these women for just being so awesome at their work and probably being quite I guess cutting edge in terms of employment and equality um I just think they're just so beautifully told it's the little things that wouldn't feature in the history books because that's obviously all large scale and obviously the further back you go in history the larger scale uh, events become and what I like about memory palace is it doesn't prescribe to that sense that uh things in the distant past should be talked about as though they are at a distance and only the kind of large elements of them so you get these human narratives which uh, there are so many podcasts out there that deal with human narratives like you know radio lab for example will take a story which is pretty incidental and you know wouldn't make the news but when it's told by radio lab and it's put together it becomes this really captivating often white knuckle ride about i don't know two rival ice cream men or something like that there is one that's really good about (laughs) that which is awesome but i love the one you recommended i listened to one today which was wicked and it was about two jewish celebrities in america around the time of the nazi uprising um and the way it's threaded together is just so beautiful and the way that the ending is all threaded and like bowed uh, you end up just grinning. It's just a delight. What I like about Nate DeMeo as well is that he definitely puts on that voice a bit because you hear him do the sponsor yeah. at the beginning. And he's like, oh, we're sponsored by this and you should definitely go down and get this. And then, he, and, then he's, and then it goes into the podcast and he goes, I'm Nate DeMeo. And he like drops right down. 
<laughs> which is makes me smile because there's a lot of theatre and I know it's it's really popular. It's almost like there's oh he's a very you know he's a very sensitive guy. That's what you're kind of led to think. But I love it. I can't lie. It's just brilliant. It's over in like ten minutes. It's a little kind of trinket that you can uh, sort of take delight in at the end of the day, and it's it's wonderful. Um, Lucia, what do you reckon? Um, I, I feel under pressure now. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> um, I found it difficult for me to listening to Pali. Maybe because the American accent, right? And um, but actually, it kind of um, it has gradually grown on me after I listened to a few more episodes. And um, yeah, I think, like you said, I actually prefer his uh, advert voice instead of <laughs> <laughs> instead of bedtime storytelling voice. <laughs> I guess uh, I, I guess uh, the it's probably because I. I generally listen to podcasts for kind of uh, I wanted to know different knowledge and then I want to I listen to it with kind of um, clear mind and thinking mm. oh I'm gonna learn something from this and then so I find it a bit difficult for me to with this type of uh, sort storytelling but I actually listen I actually really really like one of the episodes it's a uh, 107. It's about this uh, American female botanist. Um, okay. His story. The the episode name is called "Roots, Branches, and Windborne Seeds," mm. and it's just the way. I don't know. It just suddenly. I just he just suddenly got me in mm. this episode, and I really really loved it now. And p- particularly this one, he actually addressed to the audience, to the listeners, saying like, it's almost like I'm going to spoil the story for you first. I'm going to tell you there's a, a dramatic turning point in this story. And that kind of delivery uh, instantly grabbed my attention. Mm. So, and I really loved it. And then also it's about, I mean, you know, as a female artist myself, I'm always more interested in uh, a woman role in the histories and how they kind of changed and then how they get involved in certain um, activities same as the 400,000 stars but I particularly find this one fascinating um, because she come into this profession of being a botanist and then collecting uh, leaves flowers and made it into like um, samples for museums quite late like i think she started doing it when she was uh, 55 and i find that really inspiring and yeah especially early on she was like suffering then they didn't know it's called depression and then she just find it really difficult through life and then but she eventually kind of uh, started realized um she was so you so used to uh, love nature and stuff and then she, so she decided to you know enroll herself to the college and then study uh, nature stuff and yeah and I just love the story so much so yeah I definitely gonna listen to it more now nice. although at the beginning I find it really really difficult to get into yeah I think almost like a memory palace episode there was a sort of a beginning and then a bit of a twist 
and then it took an upturn at the end as he started to enjoy it which was quite nice what uh <laughs> i find interesting because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do find it but uh, sorry i find it a bit difficult with a lot of sound and music stuff though it I'm, I'm very picky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I should mention as well, Lucia does uh, music as on crew, like she's an artist in her own right. And that is, I mean, that's super meticulous. So I definitely feel that our suggestions are quite under pressure from someone who's so precise with their sound. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been actually quite good now and then i'm looking forward to listen to more it's it's interesting that you, that's the kind of conclusion you, you've kind of come to this year because i i know that my journey with the memory palace is actually quite similar it's a story i didn't tell at the beginning but i listened to a few episodes and i thought i can't get into this i'm just not i'm not feeling it and it it was actually probably about six to eight months later that I still had the Memory Palace um, in my podcast feed and I came back to it. And then I kind of picked up an episode that I really loved and I carried on listening from there. So I can kind of relate, at least in terms of the journey where you kind of start off and you're like, mm, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. And then it, and then it grows on you. And I think that's, uh, yeah, it's now typical in the sense that two of us have experienced it. So hopefully... Uh, Hopefully, if you if you are listening at home to episode party and you're considering the Memory Palace, don't give up after a few episodes. Keep going because it will get better <laughs> no, for no, you. It's, it's getting better and better <laughs> once you find your way in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially it's so good. It's so uh, each episode is around I don't know ten minutes, fifteen minutes yeah. maximum, yeah. and it's really kind of uh, you don't feel like uh, I just waste a chunk of time listening to something I don't like. I mean. Um, presumably you can fast forward and stuff but um, yeah. but it's much faster for you to find something really kind of grabs your Im- imagination and attention yeah totally. and, mm-hmm. and but even I say I don't like kind of story storytelling way I'm, I'm actually thinking more about it today I find it like because really you say you listen to it as a kind of bedtime story yeah. And it's kind of remind me of his uh, delivery, remind me of the idea of like oral knowledge. So you tell story, like all these historical facts and all that, and mm. but it's not written in a book anywhere. So you can only pass on this knowledge orally to your youngsters or younger generation by storytelling. And it's kind of remind me um, of this, because if I'm not, if I never listen to the memory palace, especially that particular episode I really like, I would never know about this female protagonist and yeah. her story at all. So, yeah, I find it like in terms of this uh, aspect, it's really, really valuable. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think it's one of these one of these things where I find that sometimes, like the way that he tells the stories, and because they're such a kind of they're told in in a way that could almost be fiction. So sometimes you kind of miss the kind of factual nature of them or miss the history in them. You know, it's a double edged sword where sometimes I find that really engaging because sometimes I don't want to be told something i don't know which is not a reference to your podcast recommendation jack at all <laughs> um sometimes i don't want to be told something i don't know but sometimes sometimes like when i listen to the memory palace i kind of miss the facts in it yeah i think um maybe the reason that it takes a little while to get into is that it doesn't lay out at the start or in the description mm-hmm. what it is yeah. so you go in yeah. and you're like so 
what am I supposed to gain from this? Felt like a fact, yeah, but yeah. I can't apply this anywhere, you know. Um, but it's, I, do you know what, as well, and um, we have a go at his, his voice, and I've just, what, what I like <laughs> about it is that there's um, a sense of privacy about his voice, which was almost like, this is just for you. You won't, you know, you might share this with friends. Yeah. You can't really apply it socially. It's just a nice little thing for you to take with you. And I think listening to it before you go to sleep as well heightens that sense of like, this is just for you. You're about to go to bed. Obviously, that's a super private experience. So this is literally just mm-hmm. for you before you go to the land of Nod, um, which is really nice. I think I think he's got to have done perfume ads in the past. <laughs> he's got the voice. That's the voice, isn't it? It's yeah. like, this is Chanel number five. I'm Nate DeMeo. Like 100%, he I'm, must have done it. Yeah, and he says, I'm Nate DeMeo, after he introduces every perfume as well, which I yeah, think... Yeah, I really hope so. I actually want to mention another podcast I find it really, really similar, and it's actually also a Radiotopia kind of network. Okay. It's called Law. Ah. I don't know whether... You have heard of it. And then when I first listened to the, um, the Memory Palace, the episode um, Freddie recommended, I immediately thought of lore. But I, the, way, the reason I like lore is because, um, well, I like the slightly dark side of things, of okay. human experience. And lore is all about supernatural. But although also historical facts that are all written in the books, what had actually happened before and so because you have that pre-knowledge of okay everything on law is about supernatural type of thing or slightly religious sort of thing so mm. you're immediately in that mindset but um with a memory palace like you say you just plug into in the middle of it and you don't even know what it is at the very sure. beginning yeah and then so you find it find you find yourself a little bit difficult if you are mm. not you know treated as a bad time story <laughs> you find yourself right. a little bit difficult to position yourself yeah you know to to see okay to you know to prepare yourself what sort of mode i should be listen to this story now i have no idea what it would be i know it's in the past it's in history but but it's kind of foreign land. But for me, I'm, I, I'm not very familiar with American history at all. So I find it really foreign at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say I did try listening to a law as a bedtime story and that didn't work out well at all. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's just scary. I can't remember really? what it's about. I think it was a chap in a lighthouse. Was it Law? I think it was a chap in a lighthouse oh, yes. who died, and uh, but he was kind of, I think, tied to the to the shoreline somehow, and was made to look like he was waving. It was so eerie. I was just like, oh, well. I know, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have loved. I should have listened to it, you know, a bit like caffeine prior to six p.m. I'll have my Law, but uh, after that, yeah. I should need to go to uh, more pleasant Memory Palace style stuff. Lucia. I mean, speaking of, I think you mentioned there something about you have an interest in the darker side of um, <laughs> human experience. I mean, does this yes. perchance link in with your suggestion that you've put forward here? Um, I guess so. I guess uh, so. I suggest uh, Missing. So Missing is a podcast kind of presented and created by a crime author called mm-hmm. Tim Weaver. I think it has he it has ended now. It's not an ongoing 
um, podcast. Yeah. And it's only two series. The first series is um, got nine or ten episodes between the length of um, 20 minutes to 40 minutes. And it's uh, so he it's kind of his research into like uh, missing person cases. And so in the first uh, series of uh, the podcast missing the show investigates the world of a missing person and the reason why and how they disappear or gone missing mm. and in each episode it kind of focuses on different subjects around the possible the possible like motive and the reason why a person will go missing or disappearing and interviews with um, experts involving the in the missing person investigation from fields like psychology, forensics, and surveillance, and metadata, and technology, and all. And yeah, I just find it really fascinating. I kind of, um, like I said, I like to learn (laughs) knowledge from podcast listening. And I'm really interested in... um, true crime type of um, um, area and so I kind of stumbled upon this um, podcast on iTunes and so I give it a go and I find I just really loved it because um, especially in the first series each episode kind of talked to different experts like investigation and then why the reason why people go missing or why people voluntarily disappear themselves. Mm. I find that aspect really fascinating. And then, of course, the psychology behind it and what's uh, the investigation, how the experts, if they've been high or the police, they've been reported like, okay, my family member gone missing. Can you help me or not? And the process that they go through to find that person or not find a person and I find all this very fascinating and then a lot of it actually kind of uh, highly related to the modern life we are leading right now because uh, in lots of episodes they talk about technologies and how they locate uh, missing persons via like mobile phone and their financial trail like ATM drawing the money that where you draw your money will actually show like your location even like you know especially i live in london like there's a surveillance camera everywhere and then you are just unknowingly putting yourself on the system all the time yeah (laughs) and then i just find all this aspect quite fascinating so anyway so what what you guys think about (laughs) (laughs) freddie yeah, I I really love this. Um and I think Lucia you chose the kind of right episode for for me to start on um because I kind of have a, a bit of an interest in technology because it's kind of my background. So I found the particular episode that you recommended which was the data trail one really interesting. I've I've been kind of on the periphery kind of concerned about privacy and 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 tracking of my kind of online movements and I guess my offline movements as well and I'm someone who doesn't 
necessarily mind sharing what i do online um to an extent so that's if that's how intrusive that process is for someone who is sharing something on like you know openly for people who want to disappear or are trying to disappear for one reason or another um technology makes it incredibly hard to to do so the closest you can get to a solution is to kind of like ditch technology to to the best extent possible and only ever use cash which is crazy um but not altogether unsurprising as a podcast i found i found i found it really interesting um and i kind of then moved on and listened to um another episode which was the one about cctv and surveillance cameras the you're being watched one which i found really interesting because i didn't realize how sophisticated the facial recognition technology is and 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 the fact that in in quite a lot of cases even if you were to kind of grow a beard or you know in my case shave off my beard or uh, you know all that kind of stuff it wouldn't necessarily trick those cameras into thinking that i'm not me which is alarming um i guess to an extent not that i've got any plans on disappearing anytime soon but i guess if i did i'd be even more alarmed but i found that kind of fascinating and then you know uh, kind of my intrigue got the better of me and i haven't listened to any of the rest of them yet but i i kind of looked through and i've looked ahead to the the end of where you know the the two-part conclusion where he, he where tim effectively tries to go missing um and i haven't listened to them yet but it, but I'm, I'm really excited to get to them i feel like he presents it very well uh the kind of experts that he had in the two episodes i listened to were were, were really good and and kind of gave a a really good account of uh, of their particular areas of knowledge and i think he did a very good job of weaving those two interviews that he did in, in the episodes t- kind of together into a kind of coherent uh conclusion for for what role technology plays in uh finding missing persons and and, and how how to be a missing person if if you're dealing with technology so yeah it was it was a real hit i guess my my the only thing i'm sad about is the fact that it's that's it there's no there's no more to it jack how did you find it um i really liked it and i wasn't sure what the experience was going to be like when i went in because i think there has been such a inundation of true crime centric podcasts Mm -hmm. over the past few years on the back of serial but Mm. what's great about missing is and it's something that really no true crime podcast i can think of has 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 yet explored that i've heard is that it's primarily from the role of the person who is going missing rather than someone Mm. circling the edges and i think that gives this podcast a real edge that i haven't heard in any others also it's based the ones i've heard more around hypotheticals and the general parameters of going missing rather than just case studies like in the three episodes i've heard i haven't heard someone go deep into a story about a particular case it's about just the general area around you know so for example uh, you did the one on data trails and that was just about generally like if one were and you know it's if one were it's not like someone in particular and i think that means the podcast can lead quite easily into broader conversations around as you've as you've both said around technological privacy or around just the general psychology of people that go that that go missing and um i listened to a few more as well because i was totally hooked i think what does help as well is that there's 
I mean, the tension level. I mean, we talk about the um, voice of the narrator and how that imposes an atmosphere. Tim Weaver is ready to go at all times and investigate something. Like, he is so urgent and um, talks with such severity and channels the atmosphere of the podcast so well. And then there's that, like, pattering sort of electronic music, which is, like, (laughs) reminds me of when I used to play Metal Gear Solid. Um as a kid that sort of tense heartbeaty pattering footsteps like oh god um it was it was really good and and I, I was absolutely fascinated i mean there's just so many nuances to explore here and i love that it dives into so many of them like on the first episode they talk about the prospect of someone who wants to go missing uh, mm. who has a family and may not want to tell their family where they are and so there's this moment where the police find them and they say, no, don't tell my family. And then the police have to go back to the family and say, we found them, but they don't want to be found. And just aspects of it like that. I mean, that sounds totally heartbreaking, you know, in certain circumstances. It's just, it, I, I I, just loved it to bits. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, also as well, I think my main understanding of like missing persons has come from news stories where, the only ones that come to the top are those that where people have gone missing and remained missing for uh, an extended period of time. And what's great about right. this podcast is that it subverts, I think, a lot of what we consider to be the predominant narrative around missing persons in that actually yeah. most of the time people go missing and they're found unharmed within a week you know yeah and you're like oh (laughs) and so but um i yeah i thought lucia this was an excellent choice but have you have you read i'm interested have you read any of these david raker books that he writes unfortunately i do (laughs) (laughs) i have after after listen to the podcast i get curious so i bought i i bought the first book and unfortunately, not unfortunately, I mean, it's just set in London and it's just so close to home. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's set in London. And I think the very first book is actually, it just cast this vivid um, image in my head when I was reading it because it, it was talking about part of the setting was uh, a near um, the walk from Finsbury Park to Highgate. And I... Yeah, I often take that route. So I was like, just imagine all the way. I have the my, I have the my image, the picture in my head when I was reading the book. I can imagine like where I will be, and then imagine actually no story really happened, and then my I'm just happened to passing by unknowingly all this dark side of uh, you know society oh. dark side of a uh, certain <laughs> human experience actually happening wow. <laughs> around me <laughs> and then me just totally unaware of it and then I think that's one of the reasons I find this uh, podcast so fascinating because it is you know happening and then this um, um, surprisingly large number uh, I don't know how how many of uh, he said two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, every a year. year. Yeah, yeah. 
And although um, most of them, 99% of them be found within a year, but it kind of make you still make you curious about that 1%. What happened to that 1% and how many people in that 1% are going missing voluntarily? And what, why they would want to do that? And then um, the psychology behind it. And I think especially the second series when he take this experiment himself, like trying to go disappear and not to be found. And but he find it really kind of um, isolated. And then especially, you know, he how can you not in come in touch with your loved ones? That's just so hard. If you have someone mm. you want to, you you are regularly talk to every single day, like your partners, your you know parents, and even your children, you know. And then it's just like you have to cut everything off. And I just find it like unimaginable. Yeah. yeah. Right. But under under note of music, I do find it a bit annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After a while, and then after a while again, it's kind of get okay again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's um because there's that bit as well where I think it's the second episode where there's that chap who actually helps people disappear, and he gets interviewed, and he's really interesting his insight. But he says that a lot of people who want to disappear, it's probably best they tell at least one family member what they're doing. Otherwise, they'll be like on BBC News. And they'll become like the big story of the week, you know, and so they have to think about that. Yeah. But I remember hearing about that bit and thinking, you know, this is a guy who actually helps these people go through this process. And I think just hearing his side of it made me really consider the the process that one would go through to disappear. And I started to, I don't know, it made me quite anxious just to hear about it, you know, because you really do confront all of the parameters and, and feel like you're going through that journey yourself. So top marks this year i thought this was great oh thank you very glad you both enjoyed it so i guess we're on to my my recommendation we are fabulous it's called you are not so smart and it's a podcast hosted by david mccraney it started out as a blog actually of the same name and both the podcast and the blog are effectively about the workings of the mind i guess so the nature of Mm. reality science and skepticism and all that lovely stuff and he interviews scientists and psychologists and um, other experts in similar fields about a particular subject each time so a particular phenomena in psychology or a particular aspect of scientific research and I think David himself doesn't have like a professional background in any of this stuff he's just a guy who's really fascinated by it I guess in a similar way to, to Tim on missing actually he's kind of the nice bridge between these experts uh, and the layman i.e little old me who's listening and trying to you know um, wants to deduce some information from this stuff and a lot of what david does is basically recount what he's just heard in a manner that you know he understands just to make sure he understands it but by extension you know you kind of benefit from that as well um so the episode that i chose is called the half-life of facts uh, and it's based on an interview with a scientist called sam arbusman who talks about the half-life 
of particular fields of science. So basically half of what you learn within science, even at the cutting edge, uh, is overturned within a matter of years. So for example, in psychology, the half-life of facts is seven years. So half of what we thought we knew in 2010 is now considered wrong, which you know is crazy if you, when you think about it. I mean, he talks about the fact that his grandfather went to a really good school and grew up learning that uh, human beings had 48 chromosomes, which they don't, they have 46. And I think now that's kind of a fundamental sort of, well, duh, kind of thing within science. It just proves that there's probably a lot of stuff right now that people are learning and, you know, getting their degree and going into professions armed with stuff that ultimately within a matter of years we're going to have overturned, which is crazy. Um, What's also crazy is the fact that David picked some absolutely horrible, disgusting music to open up the uh, (laughs) podcast with, which, um, you know, I I just, every time I feel just a pang of embarrassment that I have to, I just have to grip my teeth and get through it. He also does some crazy stuff with like the bed music beneath it, where he'll just get like a 15 second loop of this weird like Rhodes piano and then loop it beneath his voice. And so you hear this little motif going round and round and you're trying to concentrate on something. You're like, dear God, um, I I just need to carry on with this. And either I'm going to become very knowledgeable or just go mental. But I think it's worth persisting. I love it. The other episodes, actually, this this one had a more like a scientific focus in the sense that it's it's more about the nature of of science. There's also another one called the replication crisis, which is about the fact that um, there's relatively recently been this uncovering of the fact that a lot of studies um, within science that are now held up uh, or have previously been held up as um, all marks of scientific research actually can't be replicated second time round. So there's this thing called the replication crisis where a lot of stuff actually can't be repeated and is thus invalid. But there's stuff as well about the nature of the mind. So there's one called naive realism where he talks about the fact that everyone goes around thinking their personal version of reality is the norm and everyone else is sort of a deviation on the edge of that, which I just find really interesting. And I love um, going in and listening to this stuff and then getting on with my day to day and feeling slightly more sceptical of the you know very foundations of my being that can be riveting sometimes. So um, I'd love to know what you guys thought of it. Lucia, do you want to share your thoughts on this one first? Um, yeah, I really like it. I really enjoy it. And um, especially the one you actually mentioned. I, I think all of them are really interesting. But I find the, uh, the episode um, Naive Realism kind of really fascinating. Mm. And... I hate to admit that I find the music is kind of fun. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> See, right. it just proved, like, I have a terrible taste <laughs> in music. You were the last person I expected <laughs> to enjoy that. Goodness me. I thought it was quite fun. And, <laughs> of course, at the beginning, it kind of put me off a little bit, especially he kept this kind of really cheerful voice. Yeah. And it's kind of scared me a little bit. <laughs> and um, it's kind of like you, you, I involuntarily want to, you know, back off and <laughs> against the wall. Yeah. But um, the more you listen to it, the more you kind of grow to like his personality. There's a kind of very... Um, passionate energetic personality you can hear from his voice and then he's just so you know fascinating about all 
the stuff he's talking about in his podcast. And um, yeah, I just find he's re he's really really good interviewer, and um, he structured the episode so well. Yeah. I mean, even you don't know anything about psychology or anything they were talking about, but you feel like yeah, I can understand this totally. It's really kind of um, oh, I never thought of it, but it's like wow, it's quite easy to digest. So even your total layman, you can you you feel like ah, I can get into this quite easily. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I just love that um, naive naive realism um, podcast uh, that episode that episode so much and. I love the example they use. I feel like if I say it, I'm almost like ruining the episode. Yeah, something. I know what you People mean. People should go listen to it. <laughs> and then, yeah, it just, uh, it just relates to the problem you're facing a lot. Like you say, you know, people just um, use the, what they know or what they feel about certain things as a norm, as a default position to judge other people's um, uh perception or how they re- reaction to certain subjects and then if it's too towards to the right then they are i don't know crazy or maniac and if it's too towards to the left too much it's also like too extremist and then, but you never think of yourself as like where where you are in that spectrum you yeah. just assume you be in the center and people should be in exactly the same position as well. And um, yeah, I just <laughs> love it. 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 <laughs> <laughs> nice. Freddie, what do you reckon? Of yeah. It? I, it'd be it'd be it'd be terrible if I turned around and went oh no I hated it but that would be that that's it, it no I I, I did also I did really enjoy it um I think the music was was quite something um quite <laughs> yeah. something that I I didn't you know both both yeah I mean you, you you mentioned um uh the the intro music Jack like when we were doing the recommendation swap at the beginning of the before we before we recorded mm. um but you didn't quite prepare me for the music that would take place throughout the podcast um. <laughs> As I was as I was driving while I was listening to it, I was on a long drive, so I, I wasn't even in a position where I could quite easily fast forward through the music. Um, so that was uh, that was a kind of form of torture that I wasn't really prepared for. But um, <laughs> but beyond that, if you get past the music, um, there is a feature, by the way, in Pocket Cast Shack. I don't know if you've ever used it. There's a little aside. Um, there's a setting where you can skip intros of podcasts, like you can set when the intro finishes uh, and then yeah. just skip it every time. Find that really useful. Um, and and especially in this case, um, but I, the 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 actual subject matter of the podcast is like uh, I think it's super interesting. I started kind of reading uh, a book by a guy called Daniel Kahneman ah. uh, called Thinking Fast and Slow. I'm um, reading which that. has uh, uh, you know I, I I haven't got too far into it, but there's a whole intro section about heuristics and and our kind of biases and stuff like that that, that affect the way we think and the decisions we make. Um, so I kind of drew some parallels there, which was which is really nice nice um i haven't listened to any episodes apart from the one you recommended so far but i did find that one really interesting and i guess what i liked about it as well was that quite often like the basis for an interview in kind of any media is is that someone's got a book out so they're they're kind of promoting the book and talking about the kind of what they've written in the book and i think that that was handled really well and it didn't feel like 
someone on a promo tour talking about their book it totally. felt like it felt like it was a real interesting topic of discussion i know you know and but the basis of it was this book somewhere along the line it didn't feel like it was integral um but it felt like it was a supporting thing which i think i think was really nice and i, I don't know whether the book was massively new out or not when when the the episode was recorded but i feel like that even then you know it was it was just handled really well weirdly enough i kind of like when when i first saw the recommendation i got totally put off by the title of the podcast as well yeah i was um, gonna say just because i was kind of like oh you, you're not gonna like you know I, no one likes being told they're an idiot do they and i, I felt like it was just <laughs> gonna be really um pompous and arrogant and 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 it wasn't which was which was a real relief so yeah i i, I really enjoyed it um and uh, you know i'm i'm super intrigued to to listen to some of the other episodes um and find out a little bit more i fa- i found you know the, the the idea of the half-life of facts uh really interesting I, I i mean i wasn't aware of it as a thing that was so common i thought obviously there are things that we know to be true in science that turn out not to be true but i didn't realize that there was so much research into into that as a phenomenon um and as as a as a thing that happens and i I didn't realize how prevalent it was um so that was that was surprising to me but yeah i I really enjoyed it i just need some kind of way to meet the music every time but i i think it was good otherwise yeah there's a piece also at the end which unfortunately our beloved pocket casts won't allow us to skip because it's in the latter portion called banjo apocalypse and every time it comes on he he goes this one's called banjo apocalypse like people are going to look it up and download it instantly whereas i just use it as a means to google it find the creator and send him a very harsh message but um (laughs) there's also an interesting bit at the end which to begin with i was like what on earth is going on where at the end of each episode he bakes a cookie to the recipe that's been suggested by one lucky listener so um i don't really uh, maybe i'm not enlightened enough to understand the explicit connection between that maybe it's just a bit of light relief but what i like is you just hear him go you know all right i've baked this cookie i'm going to eat it now and then there's a silence and you hear him go Mm, mm. and and then just you're hearing just a guy enjoying a cookie and he spins these wild metaphors about how great the cookie is and to begin with i was like i'm not sticking around for this you know i've just endured banjo apocalypse i'm out of here but actually now i enjoy it because i think it highlights david as a person as quite a um a silly guy really but yeah. i think also a very open-minded and creative guy which is probably why he's so interested in all this yeah i think that's true J- jack do you think we should we should do something similar do you think we should get people to recommend us beers or something that'd be yeah. quite nice i think yes because then we can do a little you know addendum um separated yeah. by i don't know some kind of awful dosy doing you know fiddle music <laughs> with a breakbeat beneath it where we then talk about you know how lovely a particular beer is that would be excellent yeah so if you've got any beers to recommend us you can tweet us <laughs> at episode underscore party so smooth oh amazing we um, won't put banjo apocalypse over it don't worry <laughs> well this has been an absolute delight um lucia i did mention all the lovely things you get up to aside from talking about podcasts um you are of course a label founder uh, an event organizer sorry co-founder sorry martin yes (laughs) co-founder 
uh, and also an artist in your own right. If people want to find out more about you, and I'd implore them to do so, whereabouts should they be headed? I release music under the alias Uncrew, E-N-C-R-E-U-X. And uh, the label is um, SM-LL. This has been excellent, as always. Um, I've been Jack Tutor. I've been Freddie Harrison. And Lucia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. See you guys next time. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.